Chris? Is he is he still there? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm here. What's happened um, to? Yeah, it was. I don't know. Are you there, Chris? Am I here? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we've, we've lost him. him. We've lost oh, him. we've lost Chris. Can you hear me? Can Chris you hear is me? gone. I think he's drunk. Yeah, he's drunk. Drunk at the controls. Drunk, drunk and podding. Hello, can you I hear me now? The name. E- Chris, can you hear yeah. me now? Hello. Can you hear me now? I feel like he could hear us. Can't hear you. Can't. No. Mm, fucking hell. Fuck's oh, sake. <laughs> he's shouting. It's his browser, Sam. Oh, his browser. <laughs> Yeah, this Safari won't allow me to plug in headphones for some reason. Um, very good. Anyway. I've got my shoes uh, falling apart now. <laughs> what, what shambles. What a shambles. Yeah. I think the first five minutes of this <laughs> can be going to bin. I can start again. Fuck, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? We should put all this in, though. Are you in the toilet? Like, it looks like you're in the toilet. Oh, Studio number two. The leg's fucked yeah. up. Hang on. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> this is quite good though. This is quality stuff. Yeah. Okay. What is Thank going you. on? For future reference, right-handed men don't hold it with their left. Just one of those things. It's my. It's the. It's a science fiction rating system. <laughs> we have nearly mixed up that beginning. Uh, well, you yes, did. that's right. I did mix up that beginning. It's the science fiction rating system. My name's Alex Humphrey, and I am joined by Chris Redding. Hello. Hey, hey, Chris. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, 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 good. Been, uh, been well. Been enjoying. Well, the weather's taken a turn, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, been, yeah, keeping busy. It's weather's one thing one day, one thing the next. But we're not here to talk about the weather. Cool. No, we're not. We're here to talk about films. And I'm also joined by Sam Draper. Hello, over there in Studio B. Studio he said. B. Studio B. Lovely background. Uh, kind of a, like you. A grey curtain. A grey curtain. Can, like can have a apocalypse going on. Apocalypse white, if you want. <laughs> Oh my god, that's like ah! the nuclear, like a bomb, nuke's just gone off behind him. Um, yeah. Um, yes, and we're here to talk about films, and we're here to talk about Gattaca. And this was a, uh, a listener request, mm. uh, the listener being Sam's mum. Yep. Um, and how long has she been bugging you to do Gattaca, Sam? I think since the start. She's a big fan. She wow. likes it a lot. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we've been going like, that's was it... Good. Two years? Three years. Three years. I did forget about it for a long time. And then when I was reminded about it, I did then very quickly put it in the in the queue to get done. So, you know. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just took three years. Yeah. So, so that is, if you want to email us with a film request, that's basically the time <laughs> that you're looking at. About a three-year delay in us getting uh, no, I think no, non-family <laughs> get preferential treatment, don't they? Because yeah, we know they'll true. wait longer, so it's yeah. fine to her. Uh... No, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's a good one to do. In fact, I'm going to... Uh, I'll start, actually... With a, did you know that Gattaca tops the list of a a certain list by a certain set of people? Are you aware of what list it tops? Um, Anyone out there? I thought Chris might know about this. People really into eugenics? Uh, No. NASA were asked, NASA were asked to name their top 10, well, it's not even 10 actually, top seven scientifically plausible films. Uh, the most plausible and the least plausible films. And uh, this is in 2011. Gattaca actually is number one on their most plausible sci-fi films. Uh, mm. Do you want to know? I think we've we've done the least plausible. We've talked about it. 
it's the it's the one they set up a website to uh, to to he- oh, help Indep- people with. Oh no, not Independence Day. N- no, twenty twelve. Uh... Twenty twelve is their least plausible. Um, yeah, so basically, their most their most scientifically plausible list is Gattaca, Contact, Metropolis, the day that Earth stood still. Hmm, a bit weird. <laughs> Uh, Woman on the Moon, uh, Thing from Another World, and Jurassic Park is number seven. Um, and then the least plausible list is 2012, The Core, Armageddon, Volcano, Chain Reaction, The Sixth Day. And the seventh film is a film called What the Fuck Do We Know? Which is a 2004 part narrative, part documentary, part animation about quantum uncertainty. Um which sounds like a lot. Is that like a laugh. list of things like specifically relating to how NASA are treating them? I think how plausible NASA's what, involvement is. It's very weird. Basically, it, this this list kept popping up, and the only it was only ever quoted by articles, and it seemed to be that it was at a NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in 2011. It feels like maybe like there was a break, and they were like, "Any other questions?" And someone was like. <laughs> And like, they, or the, it was maybe the, 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 the it was lagging in the day. Yeah. And like, oh, hey, hey, just, here's a bit of fun. Some fun stuff, yeah. Talk about films. Yeah, here's a bit of fun. We've come up with our top most plausible films. I mean, NASA uh, are barely in this. Are they in the film at all? NASA ain't, are they? Not in this film. No. I think what they, they were saying is that they could see this happening as scientifically plausible, as far as all their knowledge yeah, but that, and science. That, that, that list is nonsense. Sorry. Okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. Straight off the bat. That's well. I mean, it's not like our list. Of course, it's not. No, not. No, the science applied to ours. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, the plot of Gattaca, if uh, if anyone didn't know, uh, and I think people don't know. She's quite. A, I don't know how well known this film is mm. actually. I think it's a bit more of a lesser known film. Well, when was the last time either you saw it? A long time ago, like yeah, I don't know. Like I've only really ever watched it once. I think I was well on DVD, like in the very early two thousands. Yeah. So, Chris. Chris, is he? Is he still there? Fuck's sake! So, for anyone that hasn't seen Gattaca, that's what I was saying. Um, uh, and I said, you know what? I don't think Gattaca's that well known. And Sam said, well, when was the last time you saw Gattaca, Alex? And I was like, you know what? I can't remember. A long time ago. And you said, yeah, me too. And then we said, Chris, when was the last time you saw Gattaca? That's what I think. I saw it about six years ago when I was making Sumnus. Someone goes, oh, you should watch Gattaca. Oh, okay. And did yeah. it help you, or did you just go? Not really. It's got no no connection to the, <laughs> to either the subject matter or the look and feel. No, so, that person was not helping. I think someone oh, was just enough. being abstract and just going, you "Should watch that." Yeah, they're just uh, trying to make you. Work. But obviously, like, they didn't know mom? about. No, it wasn't. It was an actor, but um, no. it, they don't know about my problem with extreme grades on films. Ah. Which uh, okay. I don't like. We're going to get to that, and this film okay. seems to have. Yeah, I'm um, yeah. a lot more familiar with the soundtrack than with the film because I quite like Michael Nyman. So I've heard the soundtrack mm-hmm. a lot more than the film, which is a weird experience to go to a film and be like, "Oh yeah, I recognise this." Yeah, that is. Odd. But not yeah. know the film. <laughs> it's very strange. No, I've but... forgotten it completely. But yeah, I've forgotten yeah. most of it, definitely. Yeah. Well, the the synopsis is this: in the not too distant future, genetic engineering is commonplace, and the majority of babies are made in the lab rather than conceived through traditional means. Your DNA is everything, determining your opportunities, your profession, and your social status. At the top are the valids, created through eugenics, and below are the invalids, or 
invalids, they kind of say it like that, don't they? Uh, prone to all the diseases and disorders that have been eradicated through science. But can a person beat society, discrimination and nature itself and prove they are more than their DNA? Yes. That's kind of what... The answer is yes, that's the end of the film. Yes, that's it. Um, let's rate it. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the film. And we open with these quotes. Uh, one is from the Bible, uh, which says, Considers God, Consider God's handiwork, who can straighten what he hath made crooked? And then the second quote is, I not only think that we will tamper with Mother Nature, I think Mother wants us to. Creepy. And that is by yeah Will- Willard Galen, who is uh, a professor in bioethics. Basically, he's very uh, big on the bioethics, which is basically the uh, the study of the ethical issues emerging from advances in biology and medicine. So uh, yeah, that's your quotes. And yeah, like we say, it's a kind of dystopia, isn't it? Where you're born, and it's just all to do with what your DNA is. There's not really any choices. No one really has their own free will do they is it no. a dystopia oh wow okay hitler um... no it is, it is a dystopia <laughs> it is a dystopia i'm well, very clear it's it's definitely it's a funny one isn't it the thing the thing with the film is they don't really seem to ever i assume that when you have a baby you mm-hmm. have to pay to have it genetically engineered do you assume that yes yeah. And I assume then that there is that it, the people with money can pay to have their kids to be genetically perfect, and the people without money can't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And they don't make but, that clear, but, do they? Well, they don't ever make that clear. No. I mean, there's a, there's a moment we're skipping ahead where they round up all the invalids, and mm. they seem to be just kind of like they look a bit kind of trampy, a bit homeless in 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 an alleyway, but they're not very clear about who those people are they um they say a few times how it's not it's like class doesn't matter anymore but then they seem Mm. to treat this just as an like an allegory for class throughout definitely yes Uh, we see that in a lot of dystopian films though don't we like yeah that style of thing yeah that's true it's just a bit on the nose and you've got like posh jude law saying oh well it's all down to genetics and this didn't Mm. just happen in the olden days but like it's exactly Mm. what happens in the olden days posh people get ahead Mm. because Posh will go to posh, plus posh schools and know everyone. Mm, yes, I mean maybe that's a failing straight off the bat there in the casting that they've not really got these. If everyone was a bit more mm, more in the middle, then you. Wouldn't I don't think read it's the casting. That. I think it's the it's just the story. We'll get to it. We'll mm. get to it. We'll get to it. But yeah, basically the title we see uh, it's, it's Ethan Hawke who is Vincent slash Jerome, um, and he, you basically it's a very cryptic start because he's scrubbing his body down he's like cutting his fingernails burning his clothes it's all very odd you're not really sure what's going on he goes to work and has to scan in with his blood and stuff like that and who he he, he basically he's a navigator for this kind of space program seems to be um and all run by the director who is played by gore vidal which is mental Yeah, the famous writer. Don't What's know going on there? That's so I don't strange. Know, yeah, I don't know why it's him. Um, and um, yeah, basically, uh, what we learn at the very beginning is that Ethan Hawke's character has secured his place to go to uh, Saturn or something, isn't it? Where is it? Oh, Titan, Titan, the Titan. moon of Saturn. That's yeah. where he's going. Yeah. So he's very happy. But just as he's about to do this, uh, there is a I murder. assume you can live on Titan then. Well, they don't know, do they? they say that at one point, doesn't he? Because there's a big cloud they don't know what's underneath it no yeah. it's a not a great place to go then is there 
He it? doesn't care though, does he? He just wants no, off. He, off he wants off this earth. Um, but yeah, so so basically, he's uh, he's about to go. He's given his urine sample or his his fake urine sample to the strangely penis obsessed doctor. Yeah, weird. Um, very weird character. Um, and um, <laughs> he's anyway, the uh, he's uh, what's his Connor's dad off Terminator Two, isn't he? Um, John Connor's dad. Yes. Yeah, he's in loads of stuff. That guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's about to go, and then there's this murder, basically, and we don't really know much. And it's at that point we kind of flash back, 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 and we learn all about um, uh, uh, Ethan Hawke's childhood. Um, and it's kind of that. I did think the first scene is him. He, he describes how he's born naturally, and the first scene is when he's born. They take the baby away, and they they get a blood sample, and then they literally the nurse kind of says what is wrong with him and when he's going to die. Yeah. And I was just like, it's quite. I thought that was quite a clever, brutal way of showing that world quite clearly and cleverly. Don't you think though that you could like should be able to optionally not get those stats? But if all the world relies on those stats, isn't it important? You need to read out to you when they're born. Yeah. yeah. But then, don't you think though that then it would make more sense to just like to abort all non-engineered babies? But then isn't that going too far as a kind of like, if they're trying to look like a kind right, of Sam. normal society? Right. Yeah, they're not trying to be a, a kind <laughs> well, of no, fascist. But, well, but yeah, okay, they're not trying to be fascist, but then everyone who's born not like that, they treat like scum and make just in the menial jobs and have no life, so... But I do think the good thing about this <clears throat> film is it's a bit, the society is quite insidious. Well, I think we're quite close to this in the real world in terms of yeah. like... Oh, en- genetic engineering like this, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I think it's quite good that it's all, like they say, it's actually illegal to be prejudiced against someone for their DNA, oh, but yeah, they kind of yeah. find their way around it anyway. Yeah. And I think mm. it's a bit more realistic that it's not like um, yeah. something like, um, what's the old uh, Christian Bale one? We're not talking that world. Or a 1984. You Equilibrium. Know? Not, equal, yeah, exactly. We're not talking a very harsh, like, everyone worships this. It's a bit more subtle. A bit more than nuanced that. than that, yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, would you guys? Uh, would you want to? If if it was an option to find out uh, all those stats about your kid, would you want to know them, or would you rather just like don't tell me? You know, what do you reckon? Anyone? Uh, yeah, because they do do that currently. So you'd want to know now, but would you want to go to the level of like? They don't do it to that degree, do they? To the Not life to degree, expectancy. Because no. <laughs> they say like dead at thirty, don't they? Doesn't make any yeah. sense the life expectancy thing because. That that that's not catered for in in embryology or anything like you know it's there's factors that build up to that but yeah they obviously they obviously you get the idea in the film that they're heavily if you've got a chance of this like mm. heart disorder they're heavily going well you're just going to be dead there's no way you could get oh, over yeah. that they're yeah. kind of very reliant on the DNA yeah. aren't they. Um, I think to answer your question, I think I wouldn't want to know, but I think no. the temptation would mm. be too hard to resist, wouldn't it? I think it would be too <laughs> yeah. tricky not to yeah. find out. Yeah, you'd feel like you might be, as, as much as it's not nice, you might be able to help your kid more if you did know what the problems mm. were. Yeah, like if it was like going to get hit by a car, never going to hear a road. No. Yeah. I mean, again, in China, they're kind of doing the uh, pre-crime business, aren't they? With uh, oh, yeah. your the score ethnic yeah. background and things like that yeah so they're kind of on a weird route to this is what you're saying anyway they are yeah mm. and uh, um we'll see whether it works yeah 
guess if the stats come in and it's really successful. I mean, it'll work the stats people, come in. But it won't work, will it? That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can live in this uh, brilliant society that's I mean, they've got quite a to... big test, like, what do they call it? They've got a good a billion people. They've got a good... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the mark. There was a marketing campaign for this film that advertised uh, a a fake ad was placed in the Washington Post for a company or where you could genetically alter embryos uh, with a tagline "Children made to order." And it basically it was just like a fake advert saying "Ring this number and have your kid genetically engineered." Oh. And it caused quite a lot of uh, upset. And uh, what, why would you ring the number? It? You just got an ad. Well, I think yeah, I think people did ring the number. I guess it's like and coming soon to cinemas. But um, I think a lot of people were quite offended by <laughs> it and thought it was real as well. Um, yeah, um, Chris has already mentioned the look of this film. It does have quite a distinct look. I mm. think it looks quite good, actually. It's uh, down to cinematographer Slawomir. Idzayek. I mean, I'm not saying that right. But, um, Slavomir yeah. Izyek. Yeah. Uh, it's filmed on Super 35mm yeah. yeah. nice. with an enhanced layer of grain. Um, it's quite like um, it's quite like 1950s. Is it? Everyone dresses kind of in period. I like clothes, it. Don't they? Yeah, I quite like it. What do you think of the look, Sam? I, I love it. That, that's the best thing about the film is the look of it. I love that kind mm. of faux futurist and yeah. uh, the... The only thing I don't like is the heavy... Oh, well, like you said, the grading on it, Chris. Yeah. In some scenes, it's heavy grade. Yeah, in the flashbacks. Yeah. But in the in the main scenes, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, Especially yeah. The, the, um, the bits when they're out at night, I think look really good. You know, yeah, the bit yeah. when they're in that, that tunnel and they get stopped. Yeah. It's like all red in the oh, background. Yeah. That. That's all... I like that. Quite striking stuff. It's a really good look. It's a nice kind of hot, like, kind of um, callback to, like, the 1950s sci-fi, isn't it? That yeah. kind of like... Yeah. Well, I just love of... all that style, that sort of, mm, you yeah. know, it's like Brazil and yeah, everyone's yeah. in like three-piece suit in yeah. a sort of yeah. uh, an 80s style suit. Mm. It's coherent big, big and also they don't make the look of it the centre of attention, do they? Like the best no. films, it's just a coherent world. It's not like mm. made a big deal about it. They just no. get on with it in this world, yeah. which is good. Yeah, yeah. And also, there's a kind of a kind of film noir murder mystery going on as well, which yeah. kind of rings in with this. Like, I think look. that though, so they go a bit too far. That detective yeah. who's walking around like he's in, you know, like you say, like Dublin Demity or something like that. That's yeah, Alan Ar- the Alan Arkin, <laughs> Alan Arkin, the older one. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, we get to that, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, basically, uh, like I say, we move through Ethan Hawke's childhood, and when he gets, he, he they, his parents uh, feel a bit bad about the fact that he's a god, God's child, born with all these problems. So they have another kid who's genetically perfect. They cook up the money from somewhere. Who's his brother? And uh, but unfortunately, all it means is that just all his life, he's just told that he's not good enough, and he wears glasses, and he's. Which is the main reason, the, the main way of showing he's he's sickly and inferior is by making him wear glasses. It seems. Um, also, he has like a super goofy expression, doesn't he? Which <laughs> I guess yeah. to try and make him more distinct from the better version of him, yeah. but he just looks absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I thought he looked quite a lot like Ethan Hawke. To be honest, I thought the mm. casting was quite good. Oh, the kids. Sorry. Oh, no, yeah, I yeah, mean, I mean Ethan Hawke as a grown up. Oh, yes, all okay. the way through, they all look goofy. Yes, it's a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Ethan Hawke's determined to be an astronaut and he basically, there's this big scene where he swims against his, him and his brother play chicken and swim against each other and he basically manages to beat his brother swimming because he's more determined. 
Um, and uh, well, that's that the crux of, of the his... whole film, isn't it? Really? That's... Yeah, that's is that you can do it. You can push past your. Uh... Well, he, he hangs that question, doesn't he? Of saying how he could he could swim better, and you don't know why he could swim better, do you? And that's the big reveal yes. at the end as to why, which is kind of a yeah. a damp squib, I think. But mm. yeah, and it's it's quite good the way that the prejudice in it, like Basie's dad just says, the only way you're gonna see a spaceship is if you're cleaning the inside of it. It's quite. It, it's kind of like they. I think they do. I, I agree. Elements of it are quite heavy-handed, but I think some of it is quite nicely done. That it's just this is the world you live in, hmm. and there's not really much choice about what there is. I think it's some good world building going on. I think. Yeah. In these, did you think this flashback was too long, or were you kind of okay with how going back into his childhood? Um, I hate flashbacks. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same. Yeah. Was it? Were you frustrated by going backwards like this? I, I don't know how she'd do it though. I don't know how she'd tell it mm. because I think you need the bit at the start. If you started without the flashback and just started as a kid, yeah, I think it would take even longer to get going, and you wouldn't probably stick with it. I think true because yeah. the way they show like him uh, scraping off his cells and stuff onto the keyboard and stuff at the start. Mm. And so you've got from that you initially think, oh, okay, so obviously he's going like, to pretend to be somebody else, but you don't know how he's going to do it. So yeah. watching that develop through the flashback stuff is quite fun. I thought to like see hmm. how you get back to that stage where he's at because it wasn't it wasn't necessarily what I thought was. I, I remembered that he was a clone. That's what I remembered about the film that he cloned yeah, himself. Yeah, me too. Mm. To be honest, yeah, that was um, more what I thought it was as yeah. well. I wonder why we keep yeah. misremembered films in exactly the same way, Alex. <laughs> it's very strange. No, but like it's, it's obviously just yeah. No, I don't know. But no, I that was and I didn't think he was inferior like this. I thought he was. I thought he was absolutely fine. I didn't think that that was the. Yeah, I, I thought that, everyone yeah. was perfect in this world. I thought but you just had a particular job you were like done set for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew that. I remembered mm. that bit. Yeah. yeah anyway, um, this is so the we... film we've watched where it's got that vibe, isn't it? Uh, with what, uh, we're... Kate Winslet, where you've got different. Oh, the island. Or... Yeah. No, 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 no. No, that was the thingy one, wasn't it? That was the old. No, one. it's like uh, it's oh, like the a Hunger team... Games. Yeah, Hunger Games type thing. Yes. Have we watched that hit on this? Yes, we did, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so he basically, he decides to, he, he leaves his family behind and he goes and gets a job as a cleaner, uh, cleaning the place where he's, we, we see him working later on, which is the kind of the astronaut place. Uh, and his cleaning boss is played by Ernest Borgnine, which is, again, it's quite a crazy cast. It's mental still. cast, yeah. So the his mum and dad, uh, it's um, Elias Cortez, which is a guy from Crash. But his mum is the woman that played. Did you recognise her, Chris? The mum? Because I, I, I was shocked when I found out who it was. No, She's, who is it? It's Admiral Cornwall from Discovery. Admiral Cornwall. Cornwall's. Oh the, right, yes, the, the very high the up brunette. female oh, admiral yes, who yes, basically like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was really. I mean, like, so it's also it's, got. Um, the the journeyman to end all journeyman Dean Norris again you know Hank out of Breaking Bad is in every film we watch he was the uh, he's the yeah. cop who comes up and and oh, tests yes. Jude Law yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he's yeah. in everything he's yeah, in everything yeah. everything yeah no it's a it's a pretty crazy uh, yeah it's a pretty crazy cop um, anyway so yeah he gets his job cleaning and this is kind of where he decides he makes his decision to he's gonna he's gonna do it he's gonna he's gonna change his life and that's when Monk and oh, yeah, uh, Gal- <laughs> Galaxy Quest star Tony yep. Shalob, whatever his name is, turns yep. up. <laughs> and this is where we find out that there is the way that you do it, basically, is you can buy someone else's life um, and that there are people who are genetically superior but haven't actually uh, 
done anything with their lives. I've got a question about this bit. Yeah. So the idea of Monk is that Monk is going to take 25% of Ethan Hawke's lifetime earnings. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As his payment. Mm. He, by definition, is choosing dregs who want out of being dregs. So how does he know that Ethan Hawke is going to make him any money? Surely most of the people he's doing this to don't mm. achieve anything. And you'd also would think would well, very quickly... Argument. This Expl- is the argument, isn't it? Like, but do you get money... F- did he get money from Jude Law? Because Jude Law surely would have given him some money because Jude Law's got nothing. Like, he's he's a... But but isn't Jude Law in it to make money as well? Yeah. Mm. So so Jude Law can't give him money, can he? Because unless he's got money to... Mm. I see, he's got money to make the change. It just seemed like a really awful business plan to me. Like a very... Mm, I see what you mean. Like, yeah. why would you hire the useless idiots to... Yeah. Like that guy's taking a massive risk on on every side of this. Mm. Yeah, and and, what, and and if it had just fallen through because the person was like literally, maybe they were like a chronic alcoholic, or they were like mm. uh, genetically, it, yeah. their brain was literally like coming out of their head or something. Because he spends long enough with him to like do major mm. leg surgery on him, you know. So <laughs> yeah, it, it's not like a quick job. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that is a little bit of a flaw. Um, but I mean, we do need this. I guess it would be more unrealistic. It would be more of an annoying film if Ethan Hawke bumped into Jude Law and was like, "Oh, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm just in a wheelchair over here, wasting my life. I wish someone would buy it off me." Like that would be a worse film, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we kind of need this character, and also it'd be us. worse, I suppose, if Jude Law was dead and he took. It's more interesting that Jude Law's alive, isn't it? Yes, so. definitely. Yes, and I mean, I think the Jude Law character. What what do we think about Jude Law in this? <clears throat> what, what are we saying about his performance? I'm not a big Jude Law fan, to See, be perfectly I'm, honest. Yeah, I'm not. He's Jude Law in it up. He's not bad in this, but I'm not a big Jude he, Law he, fan. I don't like him, but he looks good next to Ethan Hawke, who I think is terrible. <laughs> and this mm. film's biggest problem for me. Um, oh, okay. Like, I don't buy him. I, he can't act. And it really, up, up against Jude Law, and especially Uma Thurman... Yeah, it really exposes his, the limits of his sort of range. I think. Um, mm. I, I feel burn. like big burn. Yeah, but I think Sam might be on something. I think if this film had been made maybe five years back or five years forward, you may have got much better, yeah. like leading man in yeah. there. They were, unfo- um, they were unfortunate. They were they were at the sort of peak hawk time, weren't they? Really? Peak hawk. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. is yeah. this is peak hawk time. Him or right. Stephen Dorff. Would have been the other person oh, that you might God. see. That would have been worse. Um, that would have been worse. Um, with Jude Law, though, I think I, I don't. I don't love him, but um, but yeah, I think he's all right. But what's interesting about him is that his he was born with all the advances, hmm. but obviously because of this accident, which we find out wasn't an accident later on, um, he basically he, he he couldn't he couldn't achieve any of the things he was like meant to achieve so his life is just completely wasted and it's interesting what is the worst life someone who's told they're useless but then gains you know goes and tries or someone who's told they're the best but actually fails what you know like that's quite a big uh big question it is you know the th- funny thing about this though you think about the fact that ethan Hawke wants to be um mm. an astronaut yeah in real life there's plenty of people who can't be astronauts for all sorts of reasons, like bad eyesight. You yeah. know, there's lots of physical reasons now why it couldn't be a job you could go into. Yeah. So to have him like go, oh well, I'm at a disadvantage because of this. It just seemed a bit like should have picked something that in our world 
we could all do, but they couldn't in theirs. Do you know what I mean? Like, it seemed a bit weird to me that the... What, the heart thing is heart problems? Well, just the fact he couldn't be national or whatever. Like, mm. yeah. and, and they're trying to play it as, like, because of this gene thing. Well, it's not, because in, in our world, without mm. gene splicing and stuff like that, yeah, I, I would guess 80% of the population couldn't be astronauts now because of pre-existing conditions and things like that. I bet I couldn't but, be with my asthma. No, no. But it's more I, because of, like, the statistics of people that can be astronauts, though, isn't it? Which is the governing factor more than anything. But that's what I mean, though. So, like, because if you've got twenty million quid, you can pay to go to space, even if you have got a heart condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's that in the end of the film, he has to kind of get away with it and literally leave, leave because the world is like this. Mm. Once he's found out, there has to. How else could he get away, as it were? Because yeah. you know, like, apart from leaving the planet. I don't know. I mean, I, I can see what you're saying. It's a weird, um, it's a weird job that they suddenly they just throw in there. Is that that that's his job? You're right. It's yeah. a weird dream and a, and a weird way of that whole setup's odd. The way they're going to space like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like it's out of a different yeah. dystopia in a way. The way they're all yeah. kind of very buttoned up and the same and things like that. And mm. and they just it basically seems you just have to do a lot of like. Uh, typing flight plans and yeah. then you get <laughs> to go to space like yeah. it, that seems to be the rules doesn't it like you get your flight plan right and then it's okay like like you've done your homework or something I mean you can see it's why we, we thought it was a clone film really Alex because it is mm. just they look like clones don't they yeah they do look like all that bit do you think my little uh, weird thing I thought Jude Law is obviously an alcoholic right mm-hmm and at the beginning, they say that alcoholism is something they eradicate through the genetic oh, yeah. <laughs> engineering. So do you think his parents were told, oh, he's, he's, he's technically brilliant and all that, but he's blatantly going to be an alcoholic? Maybe that's why he got the silver medal, not the gold, because he, he was also one of these like imposters. Like, uh... Well, it's a bit weird, because it, they, weird. They, they definitely <clears throat> say that alcoholism and drug abuse and all that is something they've eradicated, but he obviously is still an alcoholic. But he has had the accident, though, so maybe the accident yeah. has introduced the fact because they couldn't account yeah, for yeah maybe maybe although they don't, um, doesn't he say that as well that he steps in front of the car and paralyzes himself on purpose yeah he's trying he to kill himself wasn't he yeah he does yeah he does yeah he does say that because, and it's all because he couldn't get a gold medal he got a silver isn't it yeah because he couldn't live up to the uh yeah See, they perfect. say yeah it shows you like you, you fix one thing it just starts and picking all the other yeah. issues with your psyche right yeah which again like yeah. is a fair enough point but in a world mm. where you're saying that isn't the case to have it mm. be the case mm. is a bit mm. it kind of doesn't i don't know yeah no a bit funny at this point we jump back into the film and we find out that the person that's dead is and it really really took me a long time to work out who was dead they don't really say it very clearly no the mission director is dead yeah the mission director, a character you've never seen up to this yeah, point. Yeah, you should see him at least once, shouldn't you? Yes, definitely. He should have an interaction with someone. Yeah, probably not just be a Hawk. dead body. Yeah, yeah no, it, it's very confusing. The mission director is dead, uh, and he he was the only thing standing in Ethan Hawke's way, basically, to launching. So, obviously, everyone, including the audience at this point, thinks that Ethan Hawke does it. And the film... From this point on, the film kind of plays with the audience to say, did he do it? Did he not do it? Is he a nice bloke? Is he not a nice bloke? Uh, I mean... It, it's obvious. It's it's uh, Gore Vidal, isn't it, though? Like, straight away. The first scene is in. <laughs> he doesn't have any emotions. He's pretty much just like, well, I think we should just get on with the launch yeah. and stuff, doesn't and he? Then, like- and, and he keeps going like, oh, I'm so peaceful, I'm not violent, all the yeah. time. 
It's yeah. a bit. It's red flags all over the place yeah. for that guy. No, that's true. Um, <laughs> the this is so basically at this point the uh, the FBI agents or the Hoovers, I think they're called in this. Uh, de- like descend, and we yes, as uh, Sam's already said, Alan Arkin is one of them. The other one is the uh, the chief, Alan Arkin's boss, police boss. I just called him, uh, uh, who is a <laughs> guy from Space Cowboys. Um, and basically, they, they just start looking into everything. But what I thought was quite good at this point is because their society is so obsessed with DNA, all they do is just get all the DNA. And like that's all they look at. Yeah. And there's quite a lot of hilarious moments where you see the picture that is Jude Law and mm. he's not Ethan Hawke. Yeah. And they just go, oh, well, it's not that guy because like no one looks at photos anymore. It's no a, one looks mm. at like... It's a good job. They have that scene with Jude Law like, like spelling it out and going and saying literally, they're not yeah. looking at your face. It's all about the genes. Yes. Because before that yeah. bit, you're thinking, well, clearly... <laughs> That yeah. guy is just Ethan Hawke with a silly face. Yes. And yeah. this guy is not Ethan Hawke, so... Yeah, and I think, like you say, they have to have that scene. Yeah. And once, But once you realise that, it's actually quite interesting because he's literally hiding in plain sight because as long as he can keep all his DNA off it, which is difficult, that he's not actually a suspect, is he? Do you not think, even with that scene, though, it kind of stretches the, you know, the limits of how the father can get away with, how much they show him, how many people see that mm. picture... Mm. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I quite liked it. I mean, I, I thought it was an interesting. It was an interesting element. I thought yeah. it was an interesting element, and I liked the idea that um, a society as that is that advanced is actually a bit stupid. Like they've gone this far this way, yeah. But they've actually there's something very blatant, which is that person is that is not their picture, yeah. but mm. they can't see that. I mean, it, even the fact that the screens are so kind of cruddy and crappy. It makes sense because the pictures don't matter because they don't care about the pictures. Yeah. 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 So I actually was like, oh no, I, yeah, I quite liked that. But um, it's interesting to see some, yeah, with that sort of uh, aesthetic appreciation, it's quite. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, while all this is going on, I've forgotten to say, uh, Uma Thurman's been hanging around and uh, her and Ethan Hawke have kind of been hitting it off. Uh, they go and see some uh, piano playing with a six fingered uh, pianist, which. It's no. weird. No, you didn't like that. <laughs> no. Why? Why not, Chris? Um. Well, if you know anything about music, is it you'd be better just making more dexterous, bigger hands, or? <laughs> no, yeah. no, you can definitely do something with six fingers you can't do with with ten on a piano. Yeah, but what you can't do is, well, maybe they can, but the whole like the brain the cortex is like evolved over millions of years to work with five digits yeah, you on teach yourself to the do. limbs you could teach, teach yourself, yourself. no there's like no there's there would be no hard wire for it there'd be no firmware yeah, you, for that you get people who lose fingers and can still play piano don't you so why lose fingers is different to having gaining fingers oh okay who knew this would be the most contentious piece of the film? Yeah. I, well, it's not, I mean, this is away. just one This is one example of where I'm not sure... I'm sure a biologist would have something to say about this. Yeah. Do you know what my question for that scene is? Mm. And I yeah. couldn't find an answer to, is is that piece performed with 12 fingers in real Ooh, life? That's interesting. Because <laughs> Uma Thurman says... Like if Michael she... Nyman got like two extra plastic fingers on while he's like tinkling <laughs> away on that one. <laughs> 
Well, she says, isn't it? It's written for someone with twelve yeah, fingers. With, yeah, with so twelve fingers. You'd hope to think that they would have they would have done that. I mean, obviously on a computer, you could quite easily do a bit of piano work that you yeah. couldn't do with ten. But I like the idea of someone having two prosthetic fingers and yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a good moment. Annoyingly, though, is the idea that if this is possible, why do we not see more things like this? Well, that's the thing. Like, it, for, for just one cheap, like, sort of throwaway gag, it kind of yeah. opens up a whole world of possibilities as to, like, as you say, why everyone isn't evolved in, in a particular way beyond the human. Yeah, like a form, kind of. You know. Once you've introduced that, why yeah. not have someone with like more ears or? Well, more they're all arms they're all typing. Or... So why haven't they all got twelve fingers to type? Well, yeah. Which is yeah. it? I mean, was that person born to be a pianist? Yeah. With 12 when, fingers. Yeah, was he born with the fingers or did they come out later on? What's the deal with that? I don't know. Because I, know. I think there would be... You'd, you'd be setting that up like if that person is going to be a pianist and nothing else, right? Is that the idea? Or uh, well, I don't, what else, that's what what else sure. you need extra fingers for? Yeah, typing. It's called uh, polydactylism, having extra fingers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't Google it. The pictures are disgusting. <laughs> I'm really regretting this. I'm really regretting this. Don't go there. I was just is trying to find like, it. Is it one like off here, like that? Or is it like they're, that? They're, let's just say they are, they, are, there. they are rarely as neat as the one in the film. Let's just oh, say that. Oh, God. It's just bolted on the end. Like, it's just a really long one. Um, anyway, um, did you know Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke became a couple during this film and married... Hmm. Uh, in 1998 they had two children but they divorced in 2005 that's because she thought he was this character and then it turned yeah. out she's like oh no I'm just Ethan Hawke changed his character she's like you're Ethan Hawke fuck this I'm out of here yeah yeah maybe um, there's another good bit here where Ethan Hawke punches someone in the face and then the bloke's lying there and all the police are just like don't touch your face <laughs> yeah. don't swallow any of the blood like, they're just it, like, yeah. trying to swab him like, like get all the deer and that again was I was like I think that's quite a cool idea like <laughs> yes like that is what it would be, but like it's kind of horrible again. Like that man's just got to lie there, like just like bleeding. That was good. Um, yeah. Um, also, I liked that bit. Um, that when, when after that, the cop who we don't yet know is Ethan's brother goes out into the street and shouts out, "What's his real name?" Ant, not Anton. Uh, yeah, jo- whatever Joseph, it is. is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah. you then because I was like, "Hang on, have I missed something? Like, why is he doing yeah. that?" It was a good sort of. That was yes. good, that was, yeah. No, uh, the twist, as you've said, that the brother is, in fact, that the, the police boss is the brother, I didn't, I'd completely forgotten that. Yeah, me too. And I didn't mm. see it coming, no. and it, I thought it was actually quite well done, because I wasn't looking for that. Like, I was like, I thought it was quite nice that in the end that kind of pays off, and that mm. the relationship pays off, or no? Well, I like <laughs> the idea that he's the brother. I think the end of the film is ridiculous, but okay. I'll wait till that. Yep. We'll get to that. So Uma Thurman's kind of helping the police out a little bit, but she at this point has worked out that um, the Ethan's not all, all he says he is. Um, but the kind of the countdown's ticking because so Ethan Hawke's basically just trying to ride it out and then get into space and piss off. But unfortunately, the uh, it's mainly due to Alan Arkin, isn't it? He's the one doing all the actual police work. And he kind of is like, no, I think maybe, you know, it's this person. And the, the chief's like, no, 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 no. And so the, the police chief is heading to uh, Jude Law's house. Um, so Ethan Hawke kind of bolts and rings Jude Law and says, you've got to be me, basically. Um, and Jude Law, who is, yes, in a wheelchair, has to 
climb up this ridiculous set of stairs um, to get to... Because I didn't realise, because I'm like, why is he going upstairs? But that's where the front door is. But you've yeah. never seen... No, the never space isn't explained at all, is it? No. No, you've never understood. You've never seen the geography of their house. You've only no. ever seen them downstairs. So you're just like, why is he? Like, is he going to sit in bed and be like, I'm in bed? Like- it's also weird because there's that bit when he's outside talking to the police, dude. And the, yeah. so the implication then I thought was that he's on just one big flat level anyway. Because if he can get out and go rolling about, yeah, how hmm. did he get there? Like, how does he normally get out of the house? Why did he not have a lift installed? Yeah, he must have, because how did he get out anyway? Like, there's no way that every time he wants to go anywhere, Ethan Hawke's, like, carrying up the blister. Carrying the spiral staircase. Pardon? The spiral staircase. Well, right, uh... but, but he's lived there for quite a long time. Why yeah. hasn't there been any modifications made? It's a he bit must, weird. He needs to... Maybe the chair can fly. So why, just, so why he didn't he fly forgot. at that time? Yeah. <laughs> he forgot suddenly in his panic and crawled up the stairs. Anyway, he gets up the stairs. Why don't they genetically engineer people with wings? We don't see that, do we? No, we don't see that. Or give him so many fingers that he can just walk on his hands, like... <laughs> God. Um, and there's a particularly creepy bit where Jude Law is basically like, oh, come and give me a kiss, love. And like, he's kind of lechy over her, isn't he? He's kind of... I didn't mind... I quite... I, it's not that like I liked Jude Law's character, but then I didn't not like him until this scene where I was a bit like... Don't you think, though? You have it's to just, be a creeper, like... Uma Thurman is wasted completely in this, isn't she? Because she just like wanders much. around after Ethan Hawke and does yes. absolutely nothing. Yes. And that's the kind of the like the biggest slap in the face of like the biggest scene she's got and she has to mm. just basically like, sit on Jude Law's lap and give him a kiss. Yes. Now, I think it is a bit of a travesty. She is a bit wasted. I don't know really if we need a love... A, uh, a romantic relationship between her and Ethan no. Hawke. I think it it's not very realistic, is it? That, it'd I be mean, more, you could do it, but it'd be more interesting if she was like part of the investigation. You know at the start, he goes, oh, you're going to help us investigate. If she investigated all through it and like she found him out while also in a relationship, that might be more interesting. But it's it's almost like they kind of give up on her storyline after mm, half an hour in a way. It's weird. She's, she's definitely wasted, yeah. Um, the police boss is obviously is scuppered because he can't, even though he very well knows that that isn't isn't uh, Ethan Hawke, it doesn't really matter because it's all it's all over. Uh, Alan Arkin has uh, um, Gore Vidal in custody. It was him all along. Uh, why he, he just did it because he didn't he wanted the missions to go on. I mean, it's not very well explained, but, is but it? But also, when they catch him, he's like he says, "Oh well, we caught him because he went back to the body and did another little swab, and he'd left some mm. spit on his eyeball." <laughs> But as you said, Alex, the whole society is built yeah. to find DNA. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. they would have thoroughly been through. And he's thinks, oh, no, I'll give it another go. Yeah. It's all a bit convenient, isn't it, really? The mm. murder element to it is not the no, most interesting good. element. No, and I think probably, as you say, it would be a, it'd be a stronger film if suddenly these agents just turned up and said, we have a suspicion that someone has stolen someone's identity. It happens all the time. Yeah. We've, maybe they'd arrested Monk at this point. Monk wasn't talking. You yeah. know, Monk's, they know, they, they know that Monk's got five clients. They've, they've got four of them. They've just got one left to capture. They know they work in this building, but they don't know who it is. And that's yeah. what it is. There's no, there's no murder. Yeah. It's just trying to find an imposter. I think that would have probably been... Just as good. You I could agree. have still had all this twist and everything. Um, yeah, I think this would that would have been a better uh, thing. Um, but yes, as as I say, the twist is that this is in fact Ethan Hawke's brother. He's a policeman. They've ne- they haven't seen each other since Ethan Hawke ran away, and um, they have a bit of a shouty like 
bit of a shouting match and they go, you know what, let's settle this in the water like real men. Let's swim it out. Uh, so they have a big swim. Um, and as Sam says, uh, again, the brother loses and uh, uh, the question comes up, how can he always win? And it's because it's, it's because you saved some for the way back, but I swam like I wasn't ever going to come back. Or how does he get back then? <laughs> why isn't he drowned yes it doesn't really make sense if you use all the energy going out you will have no energy this i was back. quite enjoying this film and yeah. the whole first of all the face off with the two brothers and the the end of their conversation being let's go and swim again <laughs> and and i thought it was like going to be like just a thing they'd say and then like maybe like i don't know shoot each other something like that but no they actually go and swim yeah. And then they're swimming out there, and and uh, his brother says, like, oh, we can't see the shore, we can't see the shore. So now I'm thinking, yeah. oh, okay, we're going to get some sort of tragic death here, right, one's going to die. Nope, yeah. both just swim back again. <laughs> it's just yeah. so stupid. All for that stupid line about him not playing to swim back, yeah. which makes no sense because he did swim back. And he, and he could have just said that line, just said it. He didn't need to do the swimming to say mm. the line, did he? It's it, odd. It is a bit odd. It isn't that satisfactory. It's um, awful. As a, as a kind of, yeah, as a payoff. Um, it's yeah. not even the payoff, there's more film after it anyway. Like, you don't need that at all, do you really? Mm, no, not really. No. Um, the more film Sam speaks of is basically uh, that uh, Uma Th- oh, Ethan talks to Uma and says, you know what, you've got a heart disease, I've got a heart disease, don't let that stop you, you can go to space, lady. You know, do what you want, sister. <laughs> Ladies got to do do what they can do, even when they have got heart stuff. Only she can't because she's not on the mission, and the next one won't happen <laughs> for fifty five years, whatever they say. So sorry, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, uh, and in the very very end, uh, he goes to see the strangely uh, the penis as I man. said, the penis doctor, uh, who makes uh, the reference I said at the beginning about how he holds. He, <laughs> that that's that somehow he knew all along yeah. because uh, he was right-handed and he was holding his his dick in his, his left hand. I mean, it was it's such a weird <laughs> like a weird reveal of like I knew all along. It's not so that you knew because the urine was weird or they do that weird like oh hold on my blood oh uh, like you know it's all the, like the sort of the worst Agatha Christie end to a, a murder mystery, yeah. isn't it? Like ah, he held his dick in the wrong hand. It's it's, it's not. Very satisfying. It's terrible, and, it, and it's all because the doctor's kid is 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 a, a godchild, not is an invalid as well. Yeah. So he he feels sorry for him. Um, and yeah, and that's kind of the end. Um, the but he goes to space, doesn't he? He goes to space, and but do you know what the original ending of this was? Probably better. The, well, it's not. It's not any different. It's that the final images. So basically, after you'd watched all that the screen would have come up with images of Albert Einstein, Abraham Lincoln, John F. Kennedy and more. And there'd be a statement saying that if genetic screening existed in their lifetimes, they would never have been born. Each photo came with a caption of what their genetic flaws were. For example, Einstein had dyslexia, Lincoln had Marfan syndrome, right? And then it ended with saying that you, the viewer, wouldn't have existed either. Um, <laughs> They said it, it was basically cut because the the audience were uncomfortable with the suggestion that they were genetically inferior. I quite like that. It's kind of a bit of a cuss to say to your audience, you've all got something wrong with you. You've been sitting watching this film yeah. and you've all got something wrong with you. 
Uh, it's weird, it's a bit weird it? that they've made like a PSA for an issue that doesn't exist, though, especially in um, 1997. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, do you know this film bombed when it was released? It made 12 million and it cost 36 million. Hmm. Uh, do you know, though, at the, um, at the Gerard Mare Film Festival, hmm. the director Andrew Nicholl won in the category of the of, of fun trophy. <laughs> For this film? Yeah. For the fun trophy? The fun trophy, which is a great trophy in the first place. I know fun means something different in whatever country the Gerard wow. Mare Film Festival is. But... What were the other films like? Oh yeah, I don't God. know. It must be a pretty unfun year if this won the fun yeah. trophy. Hmm. Wow. Um... Yeah, my only other Gattaca fact is that it wasn't originally going to be called Gattaca. It was going to be called The Eighth Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, but by the time they made the film, there was a Belgian film already using that name. So they had to uh, give it a new name. Yeah, because um, that would have killed the business. It. Yeah, that, that was the one that would have killed uh, it. Well, people would have thought it was related to The Sixth Day, surely. the, uh, the Not Arnie the Arnie film. film. Which would have been weird. Um, uh, yeah, and that's the end of Gattaca. So, overall, everyone, what did we think? Uh, Chris, what did you think of Gattaca overall? It looked very nice. I do like the styling and everything. I think there were some major like plot holes or just things where it's just unbelievable that certain things happened or yeah. like you can get away with certain things. Like, there's no security cameras in NASA. Um, oh, yeah, they didn't have any cameras anywhere, did they? No. no. That's weird. Um, that is weird. Yeah, it's weird. No, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, it's very basic, isn't it? That yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously they're trying to focus on. You see it often actually, where they're trying to focus on a particular theme, which is quite a high concept theme, mm. and a lot of other like quite straightforward things go by the wayside. Yeah, so mm. because they're expected... so fixated on the yeah. bigger, bigger, and obviously yeah. they don't want to open up massive like cans of worms as far as explaining why certain things wouldn't happen. They do want to make a film, but I don't know. I just feel myself just going off in little thought experiments of why it's all, this is all horseshit, really. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you like the look of it. You think it's yeah. it a And nice entertaining, you know, yeah. I, was, I was carried along. So yeah. Okay. Sam, how about you? What's your big main thoughts on Gattaca? I think that it would be a great music video if someone <laughs> took Michael Nyman's score yeah. and put the visuals to it without the dialogue it'd be beautiful mm. Um, mm. but that's not to say I didn't enjoy it it was still fun but like as Chris says there are gaping plot holes in it and also the other thing for me it just it Ethan Hawke really drags it down because just he's not mm. fun to watch it's hard mm. to empathise yeah. with him at all and, and Jude Law isn't much better. He's at least playing his character coherently and is an actor yeah. as opposed to just a bloke, you know, doddering about whatever Ethan Hawke's doing. I mean, the fact he's been outacted by fucking Gore Vidal. I mean, what's <laughs> going on there? You know, it's weird. But anyway, so that's the problem as well, that and the story. So it's kind of, it's hard, it's tough because there is a lot to like about it. The look of it is so good mm. and coherent. And also the themes are quite interesting and done in quite a, an original sort of way. So it's... It's a film of two halves, Alex, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you both. I think it looks great. I like the idea. The central idea is interesting. There's some good questions it brings up. The worst good world building. Uh, yeah, Ethan Hawke is not a great leading man. He doesn't... I mean, there's a reason why I couldn't think of 
five Ethan Hawke films. He's in that he? uh, that uh, one with the transgender thing, wasn't he? Was well, yeah, but he wasn't mm. really the main character. Is it, is, I mean, it it's was... The Purge. Is he in The Purge? That's his comeback one, isn't it? Yes, he's that's, in The that's Purge. That's him, yeah. And he's in all those before sunset, before sunrise, oh, before yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. they are, they're called. Um, he's not, a, yeah, he's not a great actor. And Jude Law gets away with it because he's just, yeah, playing the kind of Jude Law. Yeah. I'm a cad and I'm posh and I'm a bit sad and exactly. um, all that. Um, and yeah, Uma Thurman is completely wasted. Um, you know, but I enjoyed it though. I enjoy the look of it. I like the ideas in it. I mean, yeah. Overall, it's enjoy. I mean, it's not. We're not talking bottom table here. We're talking. Oh, no, it was a, it was a good, you know, watchable, wasn't it? Yeah, and there's not. I mean, I think we said there's some other films that touch on these ideas. There's nothing as very. There's nothing as committed to this one idea, for better or for worse, as Chris mentioned. Um, at least it is just like this is the idea we're going with, and we're committed to it, and this is what we're going to talk about. I like that. Um, but as yeah, as Chris said, it does mean they miss out some quite simplistic things that a modern society would have like mm. yeah which is a bit odd but it feels in a way like a play doesn't it rather than a film mm. you can mm. imagine being staged couldn't you and then yeah all those sort of incong- sorry incongruities around the edge of it wouldn't matter because you're watching three yeah, people true. with a few props you couldn't do all that swimming on the stage though could you you could do like hold up some waves on sticks and have them like you know pretending to <laughs> god yeah mm. Where is it going to go? Is Sam's mum going to be happy or sad? That is the question. To be honest, I think that it's the look of it is what she likes about it as well. I have to ask her, but I I don't think she's massively mad about the story either. I might be wrong, but I remember her really liking the style and the aesthetics of it. Okay, that's good. You mentioned uh, Ethan Hawke's other film on the list, Predestination. That's sitting at 99, I think, at the moment. That Uh, seems too high. That does seem too high. I think 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 it's better than that. Yeah, I think this was better than that. Uh, but how much better? What do we think? Like uh, low eighties, mm. high eighties, probably a bit better than that actually. Mm. Yeah, maybe a bit more. I don't know. Seventies. I mean, yeah, we've got like Star Trek motion pictures at seventy-two. It's better than that. Yeah, Tron's at seventy. It's better than that, but that's too high because of your weird Tron thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what have we got? Pacific Rim it sits at um, 62 right now. Um, 1984, I think that's at number 60. I think that's it... too high. Yeah. I don't think it's, I think it's like, I think around Tron's actually quite a good a good shout because... Where's Tron? Uh, 70. Yeah, and, I, and I mean, yeah. I've hit Demolition Man is at 50, 55. I don't yeah. think it was better than Demolition Man. I think Voyage Home, Faculty, Austin Powers, Rise of Planet of the Apes, all better films. Right, so under Tron or over Tron? What are we saying here? Above Tron? Ooh. Or below Tron? I don't mind. What do you what say, do you... Chris? Cast, yeah, what do you say, Chris? Below. Below. Below Tron. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Tron was important in certain ways. Oh, yeah. That's I think my, that's, um, my, that's my man over there. I think that we should uh, um, give the Ignore Rule Fun Award, Fun Trophy, to this film, yeah. shouldn't we? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I had Science fun. fiction makes some Fun Trophy. So he's won, won that twice. So. <laughs> I wonder if he's got that in his house. Like, what, what, what a weird. Weird, isn't it? Oh, one more thing about this as well. Mm. Did you read about uh, Rand Paul, the weirdo. Republican senator who at one of his rallies no. um, basically read the Wikipedia page for this like verbatim <laughs> saying that it was like a, a thing against uh, it was like a, um, 
what's you know, you know the anti-abortion people in America, yeah. pro, pro-choice. He was saying yeah. that in a pro-choice world, this is what happened. What would happen? And then read out the Gattaca script. Oh as my like, god! As a, as like a thing that might happen in a, in a pro-choice. World. Oh my god! Yeah. It's pretty funny. That is- Oh, wow. Rand Paul is an absolute fucking moron, though. So, like, that is what he, he's on that. It's, not, it's very on brand for him. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that is odd. Yeah. Um, well, that's Gattaca. Um, and if, if you want your film uh, reviewed quicker than three years, as we said, please send us, please send us your suggestions. We're hey, well, big, well we're also gone. For them. So, someone who got preferential treatment is next week's choice, isn't it? Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they got theirs done within. About a week or two weeks. <laughs> so, uh, so it can happen. Can happen. So yes, coming this Sunday, uh, Alex and I will be guesting on a podcast called Why You Podcast, where we were interviewed about, well, just that really, why we podcast. Why good we time, podcast. wasn't it? It was a fun, yeah, was a fun, fun hour. I miss Chris, but um, it was yeah. still fun. It was too meta for me, a podcast about podcasting. That, that's yeah. exactly what we said on the podcast. That's why yeah. you weren't there. We knew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got talked about a lot anyway. Um, but yes, anyway, at the end of that, we, uh, we asked the host, Daisy, to pick a film for our podcast, and she picked Avatar. Yeah, she did. She picked uh, a big one, which was good. She did. Have you got the link, Alex? Because I have if you haven't. The link between this film and next. Oh, no, I don't. The link is pretty easy this this week. Both films have a le- a, a main um, actor with paralysed legs. Oh, what yeah. was the link between last week's and this? this it was one? that one where I did about Uma Thurman's and Kill Bill. Kill Bill's directed by Tarantino. Yep. Uh, um, what's her name? Pam Greer was in Jackie Brown, and Pam Greer was in uh, Bill and Ted. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Phew. We've, we've covered all the bases here. Well done. But yes, so next week Avatar and check us out on that podcast as well. What yeah. was it called yeah, again? Yeah, it was good fun. Um, why we, why, why you, you podcast? I'll why put a link you, in this thing anyway. Why you pod? Is it why, why you, you pod? Nope, it's just the no. words why you podcast. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I think we answered the question, but we didn't give it the best answer. But yeah, we answered will, the question. You will find out. You'll find out for... <laughs> By hell, you'll find out why we yeah. pod. Well, <laughs> you're going to be blown away by why we pod. Yeah, or, or like mildly disappointed. Yeah, or mildly disappointed that we don't really have any. Have have any. I think, um, yeah, her podcast is really to find out like tactics and like inspiration <laughs> and things that can make like everyone enrich the podcast community. Yeah. Safe to say that me and Sam don't have much enriching. No. I mean, maybe if Chris had been on it, he'd have been like yeah. smashing it with the enriching. I don't know. But so the answer um, to most questions was as to why this was like, don't know really. Yeah, <laughs> we don't yeah. hate each other yet. We still yeah. enjoy chatting, and uh, it is we, good to uh, have a chat every couple of weeks. Otherwise, we probably would not chat as regularly, right? That's exactly that, what we said on the thing. That is yeah. saying, yeah, that's that what that's up. what we said. So that's yeah. good. Chris is Chris is backing us. Good, Phew. yeah, that's good. It's good that Chris didn't say something completely different. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, well, that was Gattaca. Uh, yeah, and we're back soon next week for Avatar. Um, and that's about it, really. Uh, anyone got any anything else? Any news or just that plug? Just that plug. Well, cool. Well, thank you very much. Uh, so it's goodbye from Chris. Bye, Chris. Goodbye. And goodbye from Sam. Bye. And goodbye from me. Bye.
I'm going to f- uh, fill up my wine. <laughs>